All right, assalamu alaikum everybody. This is Brother Ben X and I am live with my brother Larry Rivera. We're going to bring him on in just a minute, but first before we bring him on, um we're going to be uh talking about education and school uh and what he's attempting to do with Project Second Chance. We're going to go into why it's called Project Second Chance. We're going to go into the uh, the impact that he's making on the youth and how you guys will be able to help him as well. But I think a great uh, introduction into this uh, podcast today will be this video from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan talking about the youth in education. So check this out. The children don't want to go to school. They don't like what's on the plate. But when the rapper raps... The babies hear every word they say and can call it back like we used to recite poetry in the sixth grade from white writers. Abu Ben Adam made his tribe increase. You remember that? These young people, they're smart enough at three and four to call a rap back perfectly but they don't want to remember their lessons do you know why if I took a picture of everybody here on the front row and developed it quickly and asked you to look at the picture, who would you look for first? Who? Who? I would think so. It's so natural to want to see yourself in the picture. Now I go to school. Who do I see? Dick and Jane and Spot. <laughs> And the only thing that resembles me in that picture is the spot that's on spot. <laughs> I'm quite upset because I can't find myself. But there's a yearning in the youth today to know themselves. They're not anti-education. They're curious because that's the human condition to want to know. But to want to know about me before I know about somebody else. I'm not a white man. I'm a black man. So why don't I know something about me? You say, well, what difference does that make? That's the difference between your condition and the suffering of our people is that you've never grown up knowing who you are and learning how to love the way God created you. Now I'm going to take you down memory lane to show you why in 300 years, we have not been able to unite. The whites that are in this audience, the Hispanic brothers or Latino or Mexican brothers and sisters that are here, have you wondered to yourself, quietly, It seemed quite natural that you would want to ask somebody the question, have you noticed that these black people don't produce nothing? 
All right, family. So that is the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Now we're going to bring on our brother Larry with Project Second Chance. So for those who don't know who you are, brother, uh, I first want to say that I met this brother, I don't know how many years ago, maybe two or three years ago. He's been a mentor of mine um, ever since, always was only looking to help wasn't trying to abuse the platform. You know, there's a lot of people who see the platform and they just want to use you for the platform. He was always giving. He was always looking at what I needed. Hey, man, you need this. You need that. How can I help you with this? When I came out to North Carolina, I wasn't in a hotel. Um, I stayed with this family. So Brother Larry has always been a, a, a big brother of mine, a mentor of mine, and not just me, but I've seen him do this for various other brothers as well. Um, and, and he's always working with the youth. When I came out there, he said, brother, ain't, ain't nothing going to change, but I'm, I'm still working with the youth. You just get in where you fit in, do your thing. Uh, so I always want to support our brother, uh, Larry and he's, he has a school out there. He's impacting the youth. He's not holding no truths from the youth, uh, from the youth. He speaks straight words as the minister says. So for those who don't know who you are, brother Larry, go ahead and introduce yourself and, and tell us about how project second chance, uh, came about. Oh, you can't hear me? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? I hear you well. All right. So go ahead and tell them about uh, yourself and how Project Second Chance got started. First, Brother Ben X, let me tell you, brother, it's an honor, man. It's an honor. You know, I think it's been about four years that we first met and uh, or talked, at least, and um. You know, brother, it's an honor to be on this platform, which is a youthful, you know, platform. And, you know, to know that the work that I'm doing today and to know it's a brother who's 20 years younger than me, you know, that's, you know, inviting me onto his platform. It's first, I want to say it's an honor, brother. You know, and I want to thank God for this opportunity, brothers, for, you know, to just be on a platform like this after watching you grow and after you sitting here and see you uh, teach the people around the world, bringing so many people the truth, brother, changing a lot of minds. So, you know, I want to thank you as well, brother, you know, for having me on here. Brother Larry is a, a young brother, you know, who just loves the teaching of the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad, as taught by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. And, you know, through learning the teachings through the minister, being inspired by the minister when I was incarcerated, um, you know, it's developed a lot of friendships in all walks of life for me. And so, you know, it's a blessing, brother, to be in this position, you know, to come out of prison. And Project Second Chance is saying second chance because I'm a brother who was given a second chance, a brother who went into prison, you know, a brother who started out first, you know, number one fighter in his weight division in the United States in his in Taekwondo, double gold medalist, you know, uh, you know, in the Junior Olympics, trained at the Olympic Training Center by the time I was 15 years old. Graduated out of 11th grade, wanted to be a veterinarian, and went on a college campus. And on a college campus is where I was approached and made the offer. I wasn't no angel, you understand? But I was approached on a college campus by the government. And from there, I took the deal. And from there, I ended up in federal prison, serving 10 years and three months, went to trial. And I vowed from that point, brother, after learning how, you know, this crack era and how they were putting guns into our communities and just learning that I was a part of something that I didn't even know I was a part of and how I got sucked in so easy as a 17-year-old in college, you know what I'm saying? That's offered good money. You know, if you want to call it good money to a 17-year-old who don't have knowledge of self and don't have knowledge of God. So, you know, I vowed that when I came out of prison, brother, that I was going to make sure that I would try to reach every child because I believe there are a lot of children out there who are not causing problems in the community but they are being overlooked. There are many programs for children who have problems. There are many programs for children, you know, who get in a lot of trouble. And they seem to be the topic of this discussion all the time. When there are also a lot of brothers and sisters out there who are achieving and who need to be mentored at a very young age because they're so far ahead, they get burned out, you're saying, in this public school system. They get burned out. They get to 18 years old. They sold this dream that they're going to go to college. I graduated my first three years in federal prison, magna cum laude from Shaw University. So shout out to Shaw University in Raleigh, North Carolina. You know, so these were African brothers coming in and teaching us business. You know, they were professors and they would come in and teach us business and they enjoyed coming in to speak with us. 
because we were the ones who were challenging them and asking more questions. So the professors loved to come into the federal prison. And so this is when we were able to get the Pell Grants. So then, brother, I was on a mission and my third, fourth year inside federal prison, brother, is when I heard, you know what I'm saying, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, and it changed my life. I had heard him before for the Million Man March, but it didn't click. But in 1997, around this time right here, about a month, I'll probably, it was in more in March, that 23 years ago, brother, you know what I'm saying, I changed my life. While in federal prison, brother, and I vowed that I'll give my life when I come home to educate as many children as I possibly can about the schemes, the plots, the games that's out here because your greatest achievers, they can graduate out of these public schools, brother, if they don't really know how this world is out here. When they go to college, they get sucked up so quick. They get sold into everything, credit card debt. You know what I'm saying? They get sold into sex. You know, they get caught into alcohol. They get caught into so many things hey. that call them in these college campuses, brother. And so, you know, I came home, brother, on a mission to teach as many children as, as I possibly can. And many people thought 18 years ago that I wouldn't be here, you know, that I maybe not be in because I had a murder, accessory to murder charge. I had bank robbery charges, you know, so people thought that I would never be in a school or I never be particularly owning the school along with my family. So Project Second Chance, where, where did the name come from? What's the root of the name and what uh, kind of inspired okay. you to start that organization? Okay, brother, the word project, we look up the uh, word project, it's a scheme, it's an undertaking, you know, and in science, you know, I was a science student. So in science, you know, you have science projects. And so when I began to understand how the projects were set up and how it's set up for business purposes, and how you have people in these projects who are sucking in tax money. And it seems like it's tax money, which it is tax money. But it's other people on the other end that's selling the brick. That's selling the, the cement. That's selling the water. That's selling the pipes. That's selling the, you know, whatever. When they build a, a, build a project, that's people making big money. And then it creates money because these people are now getting the money from the government from a tax point. Seeming like they're really helping them when they're not. But they're giving it to them. So it looks like a good deed. And this money is coming into, just like a prison, brother, the private prison, this money is coming into the project, and then they set up stores around it. In prison, you got stores. You understand? And you're paying the same amount in prison, but you're only making five cents. I used to make $5 a month. You know? And so you got a project. The project's a scheme, and it's an undertaking, brother. And it's, it's a plot. And it's like I say, science, you're studying it. You're studying the nature of it. They know how to put guns into the projects. They know exactly what it's going to create amongst us because we are studied. We live in the projects. You know what I'm saying? We are a project now. You know what I'm saying? No difference than the mouse. And see, when I was in prison and I saw it inside federal prison, it's like another world. I'm talking to you right now, Brother Ben X, but there's another world right now in prisons with millions of people in it that's living out life sentences. Many of them been framed. Many of them did get caught up. But they don't get no second chance. You understand? And then there's those who got a second chance, but they, with the physical body, but they didn't get a second chance mentally. Nobody properly educated them. You understand? So I vowed, brother, with Project Second Chance, I came out, my pop started that along with myself and, and with brothers and sisters who were formerly incarcerated. We came up with the organization. A brother came to me who ended up being a mayor of our city in Spring Lake, North Carolina. He came to me. He said, Larry, you need to start a nonprofit. And it was in 2009. And he said, I want to help you. He's an attorney as well. And so we, we did the paperwork. I started a nonprofit with my pop and with some brothers. You know, my partner and my co-defendant, Mike Anderson, Hakeem Hankson, Frederick Wallace. I mean, just brothers, we come out of prison. You know, and then it's also people who never been to prison. And what we do, brother, we started with camps. We will host summer camps. And we started, and I started using Facebook to raise money. And we would raise five, six, seven thousand dollars $7,000. And we would go and we'll host a camp. Shout out to Alpha Academy and their gym. And we would use that. And, brother, you know, we started getting approached because people start seeing the effectiveness of the camp. And then we, as, at the same time, along with my wife, you know, I want to give a shout out to my wife. for She's definitely, brother, a great helper of mine, and I'm a great helper of hers, you know, so my wife and I, I mean, we put in a lot of work, we went, and then we worked at charter school, 
And then my wife wrote the curriculum at the charter school. We just put a lot of work into the community up under this nonprofit organization to giving people the opportunity to be able to write us, write it off. And we wouldn't, we wouldn't raise no more than $10,000. And we would see how effective we was with just a little bit of money and a little bit of time. And always while I was incarcerated, I said I wanted to own a school. So then we first started off with a child care. My wife is, was one of the top teachers in this county. She's a science teacher. You know, and she's taught into in a historical black school, E.E. E. Smith, here in Fayetteville, North Carolina. She's taught there, and she was phenomenal. She's taught at Alpha Academy. You know what I'm saying? She's taught at middle school. She's been in child care. And so we prepared for this, brother. We have five children, four children that are homeschooled, you know, and we have, we have one that is a top student out of 321 students in his class and a top-performing high school in Charlotte, North Carolina. You know, so speaks two languages. I got a six-year-old that works, I mean, and runs the business. She can run the school if she had to, you know? And she, I mean, brother, we got, we homeschooling. We just see the effectiveness of children being away from the public school. You understand? I mean, it's almost safer for you to just pull your child out of school and stay home with your own children because this is what we did. My wife would work during the daytime, I work at night. I keep the children in the daytime. She keep them at night. Then we go to weekends seven weeks because we put the work in, brother. And we really wanted to start our own school. Now we have a school. Now we have a school called that came from Project Second Chance, which is Bright Your Minds Academy. My wife named that after attending an after-school program or a camp in Mississippi. You see? So we're, we're just putting things together, brother, and pushing the program. And if you go, if you've seen the movie, Miss Catherine G. Johnson and Hidden Figures, Project Second Chance also, she was one of our first projects. We got behind Miss Catherine G. Johnson, met her in 2009. Our city, Fayetteville, North Carolina, is the first city to have a Catherine G. Johnson Day. We're the first city to erect a building in her name, uh, Alpha Academy, have the Catherine G. Johnson STEM Institute. We did this in 2012. You know, and we were pushing her name. We pushed it all the way up to the president where the president ended up recognizing her name. And then a movie came out. And Miss Catherine G. Johnson gives Project Second Chance the credit as well for making her name now a household name. Of course, the movie did, but we was the one who put the pressure. We go to NASA, we get invited to NASA. And we go to NASA and sit in when they, NASA finally built the building, the Catherine G. Johnson, uh, the computational center. You know, so we, brother, we get so many different experiences through the children, through the children, brother. I want to play a video because I don't know if they are familiar, but this is the brother <clears throat> that the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan saw. Uh, many of you all saw the brother break down, and uh, that was a very emotional, very great moment. Um, and this is the actual brother uh, who it was. So I want to show that to you guys, and I want you guys wow. to hear what the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said to him, and he's actually living out and doing what the minister told him to do. Check this out, family. They just came back from dropping some water out there in Flint, Michigan. You save us, brother. You save us, black man. Thank you, brother. All praise you to a lot, brother. You save us in prison, brother. Thank you, brother. It's an honor to meet you, black man. It's an honor, brother. I'll bring you to you can see, the minister said, you know, hey, man, I'm going to give you the knowledge that God has given me and you go out and give it to the people. And that's what our brother Larry is doing. So brother, if you can talk about that experience, brother. Brother, you know, brother, you hit me one with that one right there, brother. <laughs> yes, sir. Bro. I wasn't expecting that, but, um, you know, brother, you know, when I would, when you're so grateful for somebody, cause I know my thinking when I was in prison, you know, and, uh, and it was spiraling down, brother, as I was in prison. And you know your thinking and you know what you had planned when you were going to come home. You know the frame of mind that you had been in. And then somebody to change that while you was incarcerated, 
you know, brother, that experience alone right there, brother, um, you know, I have met the minister, shook his hand before, but I never, and I got to speak to him briefly. And then at that time, I cried. You know what I'm saying? And this was like in 2002. Hey, listen, family, if you want to learn how to build your own banking system, yes, I said it, build your own banking system. We have a wonderful course, over 30 lessons, 25 hours of content that also comes with a 268-page textbook. Yes, textbook that's going to teach you how to build your own private banking system with your family. And let me tell you something. You don't have to be rich in order to do it. Inside of this, go to privatebankingblueprint.com, privatebankingblueprint.com, and we're going to show you exactly how you can build your own private banking system for your family. Guess what? Say buy the credit. Say buy the debt. I'm going to show you how to do it with our private banking blueprint. See you there, privatebankingblueprint.com. And this is when I first got out of prison. He was speaking in Reverend Willie Wilson's church. It was, it was I think it was uh, for one of those big events. And I just got out of prison. I drove up there, brother, and, you know, walked up to Brother Mustafa. And, um, and Brother Mustafa, you know, stopped his father while he was on the stage. And I got to shake his hand. And I thanked him on behalf of all the brothers you know, who were incarcerated because I had left some good brothers, man. I left some good people, man. You know, they were incarcerated and they had a lot of time. So I thank the minister for changing all of our lives because we had impact on people's lives and people had impact on our lives so that we can come out and do the kind of work that we were doing. So when I met the minister, then we had just came from donating water to the Flint inmates with Brother Abdullah Muhammad, our prison reform minister. So we had just came from there and there was a, the minister was speaking. So we went from there to there. We went in and then uh, we went, you know, into the gym and we were just talking with the brothers and, you know, building with the brothers and sharing some things with the brothers. And then Brother Mustafa came in and he started talking with one of my brothers who served 20 years in federal prison, who was a uh, senior class president in his high school. But he served 20 years in federal prison for drugs. So, you know, he's Brother Mustafa starts speaking with him. And, uh, you know, and Brother Moose said, wait a minute, let me introduce y'all to Pops. And, uh, you know, he said, brother, when he walked, it was a crowd. But when Brother Mustafa walked through, brother, it parted like the Red Sea black, man. I'm serious, brother. And there was the minister. I'm serious, brother. It was just brother. It was a it, brother. It's, you know, nothing spooky about it. You understand? But you know when you're in the presence of a man of God. And I would be nowhere where I am right now, brother, without the knowledge, without the guidance. Because all I got to do, brother, is say, what would the minister do? Because I've studied him so much and I still have to continue to study him because he's growing. All right. And so, you know, I say, what would the minister do? And I can reflect on a video, reflect on, you know, reading the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and keeping things relevant with the time, brother. So all that was a pouring in because everybody around me loves the minister. Everybody around me loves the minister, brother. And so, you know, I'm grateful because that's our government. Everybody around me is not necessarily FOY or MGT or in the nation of Islam. They Christian, you know, they Sunni, you know, I mean, they, they don't, they don't have a religion. They FOY, they MGT, you know, I mean, I mean, so that's because of the minister. The minister has made so many friends for me, brother Troy Muhammad, you know, I mean, just so many friends, brother, brother Abdullah, brother Captain Dennis Muhammad, brother, just so many friends around the country, brother. Minister Anthony Muhammad, Ilya Rashad. You know, brother, I'm blessed, brother. I'm blessed. And so I get to meet you, brother. You know what I'm saying? So that's what's coming out of me at that moment, man. I, would be, I wouldn't be who I am today. I wouldn't be at peace with my mission, with my purpose. I was confused at the time, man. You know what I'm saying? I didn't care about living at that particular time. I, I started, you know, not even caring no more. And I still have a Attained my four-year degree in federal prison, but it didn't mean nothing to me. You understand? And then you find something that gives you purpose. And people doubt you. People think you're crazy. People think that you know you're wrong. People think you're sacrificing for nothing. And then God started raising you up. And after I met the minister, the minister said that, brother, immediately, brother, immediately things sped up and things just start lining up. And when you see it and you live it, brother, you understand? I mean, it's easier than when you when you just hear these people who are talking it and don't want to give credit to whom credit is due, brother. So that's what I was doing. It was unexpected. My partners who I was incarcerated with were to my left. Brother Mustafa took my phone when I didn't even know he took my phone, took a picture of it. You know, if you're watching, you can see he grabs my phone 
I don't even realize. Then he gives it back to me. And then when I'm walking away, he walks up to me. He said, check your phone. <laughs> and I said, sir. And he said, check your phone. And I said, yes, sir. And I went in. He stood there like, no, you're going to check your phone right now. Right? So I checked my phone and I see the pictures, man. Wow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. So that experience right there, brother, it was the most watched video ever. On social media of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, brother, and it got snatched down. Mm. But the most ever watched, 27 million views at the particular time. And Brother Jesse shared that with me. You know, combined with all the social media outlets, because he could see it from the back office. Mm -hmm. Right? And so he said, brother, that was the most ever. You know? And so that was sincerity, but it wasn't me. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't crying for me. I was crying for the many lives around me, brother, and, the, and the, the work that I'm able to do in my community. I'm not lost when I'm doing this work. You know what I'm saying? I know that the school system is a prison, you know, a school to prison pipeline. I don't have to wait, you know what I'm saying, for, for uh, the United Nations to come into America and say it's a prison or school to prison pipeline. I don't have to wait for that. The minister already said that. So I was ahead of time, so I was able to get into this thing, brother, early. Yes, sir. I want to go to this video right here. Uh oh. Yeah, let's go to this video right here. Cause I wanna I want them to see <clears throat> the work that's actually being done. I want you to kind of explain uh what's happening here on the screen as well. And for those who want to donate to the brother, uh do so. You can go to paypal.me slash project second chance. It's on the screen. P-R-O-J-E-C-T two, the number two, N D chance. Cash app dollar sign A N G one five five five. Now check this video out, y'all, and I want him to explain what's going on here. So you can see Brother Larry has the youth with them there. Uh, what is that, brother? What's going on there? Okay, that's Bright Your Minds University. We have Bright Your Minds Academy, which is our uh, one-year-olds up to our four-year-olds. That's our child care. And then we have, you know, from those who have gone from our child care, they've now gone into our kindergarten. So we have a kindergarten, we have a first grade, we have a second grade. And then next year we'll have a third grade. What you were looking at was Bright Your Minds University. That's our four-year-olds. Uh, that's our private pre-K. And then at the same time, those are the ones who are going to be going into our private school, which is a university. So you have a combination of those two. So your kindergartners and your first and second graders are out there at the airport, Fairville Regional Airport. And we were actually blessed not just tour the airport on the inside, but then they love the students so much, which this happens a lot with us, brother. We shock people wherever we go because of our discipline. Mm. And so we went to the airport and then they took them to the back. And they took us, you know, you never, I didn't even realize, okay, they got a, you got to have a fire station. They fire station don't come from, you know, when an accident takes place, they don't come from, you know, the fire station in your neighborhood. They have a fire station there. So the, the, the firemen and the firewomen took our children out by, I mean, by, I mean, we were literally on the airport out there where the planes land. And I'm like, you know, this is what I'm saying. I'm looking at my wife. I'm looking at my family. I'm looking at the children. And I'm looking at the teachers and I'm saying, you know, I've never, as much as I've flown, I've never been on this side of the airport before, right? Wow, me neither. But when you got children, you know what I'm saying? But when you got children, children, if you just lead with the children, brother, doors will open for you. God will open them up for you. So that was that experience, brother. I was blown away. So I'm filming it and showing the children, you know, for this purpose to remember it, brother. Uh, I want to play another video. Uh, I want to play this one real quick because I think you was breaking down what schools need, you know, what we need is for schools um, as well. So the reason I want to share these videos with you brothers, by the way, is because you know where your money's going. You know, there's a lot of people out here that, you know, getting donations and things of this nature. But with Brother Larry, he's posting the pictures. He's posting the videos. He's sharing the trips. He's on the bus going live. They're showing videos of him teaching. So you know exactly what your child is learning. And as the minister says, if I took a picture of this whole room, the first person we would look for is ourselves. So he's showing them where they are in the picture. So check this out. Check this out. Look at Bright Your Mind. Look at it. Look at it. Bright Your Mind. Look at this. Healthy kitchen. They're teaching this in the museum. Look at this. Listen. 
and you contributing in Bright Young Minds Academy, you contribute to Project Second Chance, I'm just letting you know this is the goal, this is the agenda, like this. You see this? This is not far-fetched. We could do it. It's not far-fetched. Don't think this is impossible. We don't have to always come to a gym. This is something that I actually want in the school, something just like this. Right? Look at this, the art. The arts, science, technology, engineering, math, the arts. The arts, look. The arts. The arts, look at that. Look at this. This is beautiful. Look at this. Look at this. See this? Look at this. The arts. See? Come on. This is the way it's supposed to be. This is the way it's supposed to be. I'm trying to tell you something. Children sitting in these boring classrooms, man. Listen. I can't, listen, I can't be sitting, you, your children be on an iPhone, be on an iPad, be on a, on a, on Roku, be, be on Apple TV, be on YouTube, and then you're going to go sit them in a classroom with just a chalkboard and a desk. I'm just trying to tell you something. Listen, that ain't going to work. That made it work for us back in the day. That ain't working for the children today. This is what a school is supposed to look like. I want you to see this. Look at this. So that's a great point, family. You know, we going to YouTube, man. You think you think we can't even focus, man, with our YouTube and cell phones, man. So we know that they ain't going to be able to focus. <laughs> So what Brother Larry is saying, man, we got to get down to the modern times, man. So, Brother Larry, in your years of teaching, what is something that you now understand about our youth that many people may have a misconception about? I think that people don't understand that when they got a one-year-old, one-and-a-half-year-old, two-year-old sitting there, they don't understand that that's a sponge. And we underestimate, and we start young. You understand? We start very young. You know, we start talking around and we cussing out somebody. We on the phone while they sitting back there in that chair. We thinking that they not absorbing us. They not taking on our mannerism. You understand? And they're catching our body language. They feeling the tension. And see, I think that many of us, you know, the misconception, they don't think that these children, they're saying my child has Uh oh. Are we there? Can you? Yeah, I hear you. You can hear me. You can it's hear me. Because they created the problem. Yes, I hear you. Okay. And it's because they created the problem. You see? You there? Yes, sir. I can hear you. There you go. So it's because they created the problem. You understand? And so when they create the problem, they don't realize it because they don't know that it's that time when you're on that phone, when you got that music blasting. You thinking that one year old into that six month year old? Listen, when they're in the womb, man, mm. you understand? You can start playing music to them because they're on water, you see? And, and sound travels through water, mm. you know? And so, you know, so you can, you can, right there they start listening. So when they come into the world, we don't understand that. We can overstimulate the children. So now you done created a child that's Captain, you call it, you know, uh, what is it, uh, ADD, you know, and Captain Dennis call it absent dad disorder, mm. which is, that's what it is, brother. You know, a child can't sit down, can't focus because this child has been watching TV. You know, if you watch commercials and you look at the commercials today and go look at the commercials when I was coming up, I'm getting ready to be 47 in a couple of days, brother. And if you go look at the commercials when I was coming up, look how slow they talk, right? Now you watch commercials today or you listen to a commercial on the radio today, that bad boy is going. Mm -hmm. You're know saying they putting so much information inside that few seconds because you only get a few minutes but it's imprinting it's going beyond the conscious and it's hitting the subconscious so now these children brother you know what I'm saying they're out of such a fast pace now you're going to take these children that can work an ipad or iphone and you're going to sit them at a desk and just throw a book in front of them mm. you understand and now you all of a sudden they've been speeding now you're going to say well they got a problem so i'm going to put them on drugs they brother they giving drugs Drugs to three and four year olds now. Wow. Because they cutting up in child cares now. Because they're not happy. There's no discipline. You see, there's no structure. I'm not saying all of them are like this, but I'm saying that a lot of them are scared of the parents. 
you know? And so you can't be afraid of your own people. You can't be in this just for money. You Listen, it's a business, no doubt about it. But your heart can't be in it. They can't be a number like the prison business. And so principals who have a good intention, they come into a school, a principal, when I was coming up, a person would be a principal brother for 10, 15, 20 years at the same school. But now a principal will be there only two or three years. And if a principal comes into a troubled area and he changes or she changes that school around, then they come from headquarters, regionals, and then offer them a job and pull them out the school and now make them an assistant superintendent and pull them out of the school. And now they replace it as opposed to saying this is working. This is producing. Let's just increase the person's pay and keep them in the school. You see? So, brother, this game is so deep. So, therefore, when principals, they start getting rid of students, and then the region or the the state start coming and saying, you can't just, you know, we get paid. Even though it's a public school, it gets paid for every student that's in that school. Wow. People want to know, brother, why a lot of times, you know, Bill Cosby was the one who said they used the third grade test scores to determine when and where they were going to build prisons. Bill Cobsey said that in the 90s. I came home from prison and I was getting into the schools and speaking and I would say it and that would offend people. And I would say, Bill Cosby said it. You know, I didn't have a whole lot of things to pull from, but Bill Cosby said it. So I was quoting Bill Cosby. And brother, ever since then, brother, you can, you can, you can see the hate they have for a brother like Bill Cosby because you're exposing something that's making slaves. Mm. All right. Now they don't need us no more. All right. They don't need us anymore. So, brother, it's like now it's what do you call it. You call it depopulation, population control. But they brother, they close the sane asylums around you. Where are they at now? You take a child that's got some serious problems and you sit that child. You trying to tell me parents have fought for so long and they believe that that child that's got so many problems deserves to sit in school with children that's trying to learn math or trying to learn how to read. And the teacher got to keep putting the child out every five or 10, 15 minutes, send them to the office. All right. And then you, the child comes back out, comes back in the classroom and he's more empowered. You see? Yeah. You know, because it's money behind miseducating the black man. It's money behind how you're going to have schools, brother. That's teaching children multiple languages, four, five languages, students coming out of Africa, speaking five, six languages, seven, eight languages. I've met them. And we can't even come out and speak one fluent. Mm. But we the great make America great again. You see? So our schools, brother, I ask, I ask people all the time, has a school system who want to challenge me on it? Has a school system got worse or has it become better? And all of them, nobody can deny, brother, it's worse. Mm. All right, then. You keep, you, what they say, the sign of insanity is a person or who keeps doing the same thing over and over and over again, get the same results. Yep, that's it. And we, and we doing it in the educational system. So now, what was the brother? Was it Frederick Douglass? I think he said, you know, it's better to, to teach children, I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but then to repair broken adults. Mm. And, that, and that's not verbatim, but that's, but that's real. Listen, me and you teaching right now, Brother Ben, we teaching, but we going hard. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's clapping. Woo! Right? But the children, we're not teaching the children in the schools. They spending... 30 minutes in the mosque, an hour in the mosque, but then they go on back to the school system and that's where eight hours they're getting raised. They spend more time, then they go home, they're only two hours with the church. You got the deprogrammed them. Mm. That situation we talking about with Malcolm X is very real. When they infiltrated the police departments, when they infiltrated the judicial systems, when they infiltrated... All those, the, the, the businesses in corporate America and infiltrated Wall Street and these positions, brother, they also infiltrated the school system. You got to think, brother, Miss Catherine G. Johnson, who's the NASA pioneer that Taraji P. has played her role. She went to an all-black school. Those sisters went to an all-black school. 
That's what black schools produced. Because I've seen how easy it is to kill a spirit of a child. Brother, I don't even remember when my spirit got killed. I'll keep it real. You know, I hear people, some people can articulate when they gave up. But, but I graduated out of 11th grade, but I still remember when it was just, I was just going through the motion. It wasn't no longer in my heart. It was in my heart in elementary school. But when I got to middle school, which they called the middle passage, you see, the middle passage from the slave, you know, the mid-Atlantic you know, slave trade. Right there in middle school, when we start going through things with our hormones, we ain't taught how to be men. We ain't taught how to be good boys. We ain't taught how to be women. We're not taught how to be good girls. We're not taught how to be a mother or father, how to be a, a parent, how to be a child, how to be a student. We ain't taught none of them things. We got people of different cultures. No, we got all kinds of cultures amongst us, and we come together. And then they pull out God, but you, you can't mention God up in the school. And that word reverse is the word dog. But you can, what's up, dog? They ain't going to have a problem with that. You understand? But you can't go into school and say and mention God. So the author of education can't come in the classroom. Come on. Wow. So many people ask me, Brother Ben asks, man, how do I know that you're going live? How do I know when you're producing a podcast? And I saw you also just made a hundred in $30,000 in two days. Well, there's a way that you guys can get informed from us via text message. All you have to do is text 50K to 210-504-4094, and we'll give you more information with free game, and we'll let you guys know how we made $130,000 in two days. Text the word 50K to 210-504-4094. We'll give you updates, notifications, and let you guys know how we made 130000 in two days. Peace. So I want to share this next video uh, as we wrap up. Uh, I want you to explain what's going on here. Let me see. Yeah, this video right here. When they got that certain, it was like, yeah, he's going to look at it. No, it's Brother Larry, y'all, with the children. science they got to aim it they'll tell them what angle what degree to turn it to raise it so brother larry what was that come on okay brother we take field trips all over the place brother we were in wilmington north carolina we went to the to the battleship and i teach the children that business is warfare mm. right and at the same time brother you're saying if, if a lot of times i'm at the I'm not right here, brother. You may hear, you know, the, the, the area may shake a little bit. I can, I can hear gunshots where they're at the range. I'm at the biggest military base in the, in the United States, right here, in, right here at Fayetteville, North Carolina, where Jay Cole is from. You know, right here at, at Fort Bragg. It's a military base. So, you know, I'm right there. I'm taking them to go see it for themselves, take them to museums to see things for themselves. Who supplied? If somebody goes to war and they shoot bullets, who who, where did, who, where they get the metal from? And I make them think about it. That bullet, that bomb, when you hear a bomb costs two, three million dollars, who did they buy it from?
I think his uh, I think it's paused a little bit. Brother Larry, are you there? I think Brother Larry's uh had a little technical issue there. But for those who are just now tuning in, this is Brother Larry Revere with with Project Second Chance. So you see it at the bottom, Project Second with the with the with the number. Uh, that is the number two nd secondchance.org. You can also support them by going to paypal.me slash project second chance. Cash app is ANG1555. He also had the students supporting me when I got banned from, from YouTube. Check this out. When I got banned from YouTube, he had the videos playing in his school and everything. Look at this. All right, so I'm gonna let the, make sure they come on. It's not gonna be a, all right, very long. I'll let them see. Let them see. This brother Larry at the school, y'all make sure y'all support this brother, man. If y'all believe this brother should be supported, press one in the comment section. If you believe what he's doing with our youth, with our babies, we want to say press free one. Brother Ben X. We want to let the children say it. All right, to YouTube. You know they can put all that other stuff up there. We're pastors. I lost my voice yesterday. Woke up in the morning, just couldn't talk, but it's all good. His phone, hot family. So if you could share this, because we want everybody to understand that we want to free Brother Ben X, Ray Jones, peace, Cornelius White, Waleek Salam. Press one if y'all think this brother should be supported, family. Brother Ben X, why would they take a Brother Ben X off YouTube? All the foolishness that our children can go look at on YouTube, all the lies, all the foolishness. All the killings, all the people using words that you... Let me say this. I see a lot of people pressing one right now. If you just gave $10, just 10 to help our babies, to help our youth, to help this brother continue to teach our people, man, I'm pretty sure he would appreciate that. Just press, you know, all you got to do is press one if you think this brother should be supported. And the support to support is right there on the screen, cash app ANG1555. You can't use... They'll let them be on social media, but they won't let a brother want to teach you and teach you right and guide you right. So when you go and you learn black history, there's one thing you can't forget about black history. There's an enemy to black people. Don't you ever go and read black history and just think that we got it bad. There's an enemy to us. And they don't want us to teach you right. Do you understand? How many teachers going to say that so in school, family? So anybody that teaches you right, like me, like Brother Jasper, Mr. Matthew, Miss Rivera, or any of these teachers in Bright Your Minds University or Bright Your Minds Academy, you love those kind of people if it's your public school teacher, and they love you, and they take care of you, and they do things for you. You cherish them because you don't have everybody out there who are doing this for you because people sell you out. Selling the children out for money, for fame, teaching you it's okay. Yeah, we want to say free Brother Ben X or YouTube. They took him off the platform. Come on. It's the same mission. If they think they can shut him down and censor him, what they going to try to do to us? Yeah. Look at us, that. Right? Yeah. So we're going to back our brother, right? Yeah. Let me hear you. We're going to back our brother, right? Yeah. We're going to stand with our brother, right? Yeah. Okay, let me hear it. One, two, three. Big Yes, sir. We got your back, black man. Man, look at that family. Fight Minds University, y'all. There it is. So, Brother Larry, as we close out, man, uh, we got somebody who said, I'm a monthly supporter. Shout out to John Ray said, I'm a monthly supporter because he and the family team loving on our babies. We got a person that said, LaRon King said, I get paid tomorrow. I got you. So, man, if everybody could just give $10, man, $5, whatever you can, man. And I want you to close out with... Why do you call it university? We usually hear academy. We usually just hear school. Why is it called university, Bright Minds, uh, Bright Young Minds University? Um, you know, we have Bright Young Minds Academy, all right? And then we have, it's, we're not calling it, one, we don't call it daycare okay. because we're not a daycare, all right? We are child care, you know, so we use that. But we call ourselves a school because a lot of people don't think that their children start learning or go to school 
until four years old. Mm. You know, so we don't call ourselves a daycare. We don't, we don't, you know, we don't daycare any, any children. You know, we teach our children. So it, we have an academy for the children for something to aspire to. It's called the academy. And then we have the university because it's a universal message, you know, that we must give our children. We must be universal with this, brother. We are, you know, the black man is all over the planet Earth, brother. And we have white students as well. But the reality is that the black man is all over the world. We got, we got our Latino brothers, and some don't even want to call themselves Latino. They call themselves black, you know. So we got brothers from, you know, from different I mean, parts of Africa. We got all different kind of. So it's a universal message that we're striving to deliver to our children to teach them because your child can be academic. But if your child can't go out in that world and get, a, and, and get away from the snares and the traps that's set up for them, then, I mean, what good is you put all that time into your child and then there's somebody out there in college that's offering your child that may not have the money, you know what I'm saying, to be able to eat the way they want to eat or party the way they want to party. So then they decide to start hustling. They only 17, 18 years old don't understand how Satan really works out here. So that's my focus, brothers, to teach them young how to take care of themselves, eat right. We feed our children. You know, we feed them. Our, our, we don't have outside food coming in unless we cater it from the outside. You know, they can't come in with their McDonald's or Burger King or none of that. They can't bring their own lunches. No, we feed them. And we feed over 100 every day and parents and staff members. You see? So, yes, sir, brother. And, you know, we're getting ready. You saw us on a trip going to Wilmington when we got the battleship. Now we're getting ready, brother. Bright Young Minds University is getting ready to go to Savings Day. Yes, sir. And this, and this is what we're raising money for now. You know, we are over the 4000 mark. I didn't want to post all the latest people who donated, but we at the $4,000 mark. It's costing us $6,700. Come on, y'all. All right, come on. It's costing us $6,700, but the bus is full. We got, brother, we got infants. We got four-year-olds. We got five-year-olds with their parents. We got six-year-olds. We got 10-year-olds. We got, brother, we got them three-year-olds. That's gone. And they all going to be wearing their hoodies, and it's going to have SD 2020 on it. Bright young minds. It's going to be a green hoodies. All right? And so it's $6,700 to get the, the bus, and we put the deposit down on it. And we, brother, faith, listen, shout out to all my Facebook friends, all my family, my wife. My mother-in-law, my mom, my pop, you know, my children. Shout out to all of them. Shout out to my Facebook family. I mean, that's on my Facebook friends list, all right? Shout out to each and every one of you who are making this possible. I'm talking about Facebook friends, Brother Ben X, have been helping me in this mission and high school friends and friends I've met since I've been home in prison before prison, you know, sisters, you know, my, my biological family members. You know, so, you know, I want to thank everybody because y'all have, brother, you'd be surprised what $10,000, $3,000, $4,000 can do that helps a black school when many hands make light work. Yes, sir. You know, many hands make, so we're raising money, brother. We need now another $3,500. It's a little bit less than thirty-five. It's like $3,400 to complete this trip because we're going also every child that's going to get off that bus. And the parents are going to get off. They're going to have also a hoodie. So shout out to my pop who's doing that as well. Uh, the Greek shop here in Fayetteville, North Carolina. And, uh, you know, just shout out to everybody, brother. It's going to be an awesome thing. Our teacher, our staff, our students, you know, a lot of our students will be going. And this is going to be an awesome trip for Savings Day 2020. Anybody out there, make it to Detroit, man. I'm trying to tell you, February 23rd. Savior's Day, brother. We'll be there. Yes, sir. Well, I appreciate you, brother, for coming on. I got to get on this Thank next you, show. Uh, but inshallah, yes, we'll get some support, get some donations, and we'll see the yes, young sir, people brother. next month. Well, this month, actually, in a couple weeks. Come on, brother. All right, brother. As-salam alaykum. All right, family. I just did the math. We got 80-plus people, and I know it's going to be people who still watching this after the show. If we get 80 people to give $45, we will reach $3,600 raised from the people. So we don't need one person to pay $3,000. We don't need one person to pay 1000 If we can get 80 of us, 80 people to give just $45 to this brother, he can take all of those brothers and sisters, those little brothers and sisters, and you see he putting in the work. He's not talking about what he's going to build. He's doing it. He's showing you. He's taking pictures. If we can get 80-plus people, to give just $40, we can help this brother out. So I'm going to close with the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan speaking about 
the educational, uh, the education challenge and why brothers like this who got their own school educating our children, why this is so important. So I want to show you guys why this is so important and why we should be donating to something like this. Check it out. world that we're living in, we all have the illusion, the illusion of happiness. As if you go down the road, what do you think God gave you life in his universe for? What is your purpose? What is your purpose? What is your purpose? What is your purpose? What are you here for? Huh? What? You see the shoulder going. Are you happy? Are you really happy? Well, well, wait. Go ahead. In a world like this, who really is happy? See? How many human beings under this system of things have found that which truly makes them happy? No slave can be happy. And when you have educational system that has an elite at the top, and then a, a, a lesser elite and a lesser elite than the mass who work for the elite, and you look at your life, you work if you got a job, but that's not what you're born to do. You do it out of necessity because there's a salary at the end of the week that allows you to pay the carno, the mortgage, go to the grocery store and feed yourself. Put some clothes on your back and on the backs of your children. But how many of you really have anything saved? That's not happiness. That's a slave existence. And that is not the intention of the creator for you. Now watch this. Everything that God creates is found trying to fulfill its purpose. True? And if it fulfills its purpose, it's equal to everything else in creation. The flea is equal to the sun. How could the flea be equal to the sun? Because the sun is fulfilling its purpose. And the flea is fulfilling its. But look at the millions and billions of human beings on our planet under this system of education who don't even know, haven't even given it a thought that there is a higher purpose for your presence on God's earth. And so they keep you busy, you know. I work hard, you know, all week long. Oh boy, I can't wait till Friday, you know, TGIF, TGIF. Oh, I'm going to that place on Friday, thank God it's, it's Friday. I can go and eat some greasy food and, and I can go to the liquor store and get me a quart or a pint, you know. Or I go to the reefer man and buy me a little. And bring my friends to the crib. To the crib. Where we babies who don't know our purpose in life can play games and flip away our time on the earth drunk delusionally happy 
waking up with a headache on Monday to go back and do the same thing over and over and over again. See, I used to use this picture. If I took a picture of this front row and I developed it and gave it to you, brother, who would you look for first? This man over here? You're not selfish, are you? But who would you look for first? He would look for himself. She would look for herself. The little fellas. Well, if I can't see myself in the picture, why should I be interested in it? So when the children can't see themselves in the education, they are not interested in it. So when they had this program on the other night, being black in America or something like that, I'm waiting till after November and I'll explain it to you. I really don't want to go to school because see I, you people that are educated you know if I get education I'll be white now you know when we heard that on the TV we say damn that's sick they don't want education because to be educated means to be white well I don't want to be white so I got to I got the education gonna make me white. I don't want it. But there's some truth in that saying. If the prevailing idea that undergirds the education is an orientation in the supremacy of another people, then their desire is to make you into themselves as God made them in his image and after his likeness he's the God of his own world and his idea is to make everybody into his own image and after his own so you start in school with this kind of walk Hey man, the minister be having me rolling, man. So as y'all can see, man, this is why we uh need to support Brother Larry and what he's going on. This is the mindset that the minister is speaking about. Go to projectsecondchance.org. You can support them via PayPal, paypal.me slash project second chance with the number two N D C H A N S E Project Second Chance. Or you can do it through Cash App, dollar sign A N G one five five five. If you would like to support my show, Brother Ben X, you can just go to Cash App and donate to Dollar Sign Brother Ben X, Dollar Sign Brother Ben X, and also subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. You can type in Brother Ben X Podcast. You can even Google it, Brother Ben X Podcast, and you can listen to the audio of all my shows. Subscribe and please leave a review. With that being said, thank you all for listening. You have a blacktastic day. Assalamu alaikum. Peace, family. Thank you for checking out the Brother Ben X podcast. Many people are wondering, what can I do now since digital real estate closed on October the 1st? 
I still want to learn how to make money on social media. I still want to learn how to market. And I still want to learn how to build my brand. Well, there's one more way that you can do it. It's a couple ways, but I want to tell you all about the ABS Tribe. The ABS Tribe is weekly coaching every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday for only $50 a month. If you are looking for accountability, if you're looking for a group of people that's willing to inspire you, help you out, support you, encourage you, you want to get inside of our ABS Tribe because every Tuesday and Thursday, me and Brother Jake or one of our more top million dollar friends or six-figure friends are on teaching you every single week. If you want to join the ABS Tribe, go to www.whatisabstribe.com. www.whatisabstribe.com.